Hey church family, welcome back to another Leroy UMC podcast. We're finishing out our Thanksgiving series with a sermon titled, Thankful, Grateful, Blessed. I hope that you had an amazing Thanksgiving and we are so looking forward to Advent. Let's send it over to Pastor Tammy for this week's sermon. words of my mouth and the meditations of our collective hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. This entire month, we've been looking at various scriptures that speak of thankfulness, thanksgiving, and gratitude. And today, we look at the final scripture for this series, which points us to being thankful, grateful, and blessed. So hear now these words of scripture that are found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 20. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him, who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I am always amazed at how certain songs or hymns can resonate with scripture and help us to determine the thought process on that scripture. After singing our response, give thanks with a grateful heart, we get that feeling of what it means to actually have a grateful heart. This entire letter to the Philippians could also be looked at as a song or easily looked at without breaking it into chapters and verses. Just like reading a letter, because that's what it is, a letter. It is obvious that when we know, that what we know as chapter 4 is a continuation of chapter 3. But that aside, chapter 4 is also the end of this letter to the church in Philippi. And within this ending of the letter, these final 17 verses that I've shared with you can be broken into three sections. And we can begin first by looking at verses 4 through 7, which point us to the power of thankfulness. Over the past three Sundays, we spoke about other scriptures that all seem to lead up to this one. Our memory verses have included, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Last week, it was rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And of course, today's, we've already said, but it bears worth saying again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but that just gives you a sense, gives me a sense of peace inside. But today's scripture is a very important scripture. Not only for me, but for all of us. The reason this section of chapter 4 is so important is how it begins. Rejoice in the Lord always, not just sometimes, always. And then he says, I will say it again, rejoice. The key word here is always. We are to rejoice always in all kinds of situations, in every circumstance, including suffering. Two Sundays ago, we talked about being thankful in all circumstances. Harlan Kushel, a theologian, asks this question. Can believers really feel joy in their hearts when they are troubled by past sins? 
Can they rejoice when they or those whom they love are facing life's sharp edges of unemployment, financial problems, sickness, uncertainty, pain, and death? In explanation of those questions that he posed, he then reminds us that Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians from a jail cell. He was a prisoner for years with suffering for Christ behind him and a very uncertain future ahead of him. Yet Paul wrote this letter with a joyful song in his heart and with praise on his lips. What a way to look at life. Hmm. A Christian attitude of joyful praise and rejoicing in the Lord no matter what the circumstance is you may face. It is very important to rejoice, to have joy in your heart, in your life, but even more important is what is found in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That is one verse with a whole lot of meaning. In this verse, Paul tells us how to cultivate a grateful heart through prayer and petition. Not through being anxious or worrying about what is going on. But if we are all honest, we would have to say, yes, we would have to admit that we all have something we worry about or someone we worry about. But if we truly follow what Paul is telling us in this scripture, we have absolutely no reason whatsoever to worry. Instead of worrying, Paul tells us that in everything, every situation we face, we are to enter into a conversation with God through prayer, petitioning God with our requests, with our needs, our thoughts, our worries, and our fears. But we are not to just pour out all our problems on God, but no matter what the situation or circumstance, whatever the problem or the concern we may have, whatever is causing that feeling of anxiety, we are to come to God, to present our requests to God with thanksgiving. And trust me, I know that there are times that it can be hard to be thankful, especially when the pain is so intense, when sorrow and loss has just overtaken us by different aspects, and when that feeling of being inadequate or unable to move forward happens. But yet, even in those times, we must be thankful. 
We must come before God with thanksgiving. After all, God is so good at helping us through those hard things that we face. And God wants us to bring those things up to him in prayer. When we lift those things up to God in prayer, we must first come to God with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in our hearts and thanksgiving on our lips. Now most of us, even in strained circumstances, are in the middle of a crisis or, or in the middle of a crisis can find something to be thankful for. When we turn our attention to the mercy and the grace that we normally take for granted in our lives, we can actually find that we are richer materially, spiritually, and relationally more than we had ever realized. When that happens, it, it puts our present needs and our present trials into a different perspective. We need to be thankful every day of our lives for all times and in all situations because when we are thankful in all things, we can acknowledge that peace that can only come from God. Paul tells us that this peace, this peace that comes from God transcends all understanding. It's more than what we could ever wrap our minds around. It is a peace that can calm our heart and our mind. It can give us a feeling of serenity and comfort. It's like a feeling of big, strong arms wrapped around you in a gentle hug. And the best part about this peace is that it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The second section is made up of verses 8 through 9, which point us to the attitude of gratitude. If you remember the very first Sunday of November, we talked about having that attitude of gratitude, and this section expands on what that means. Having an attitude of gratitude means focusing on Jesus and the positive things in our lives, those things that are praiseworthy. Paul writes to remind the Philippians to focus on the positive and praiseworthy things, to consecrate or concentrate and put into practice thinking about such things like whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, and praiseworthy. And rather than thinking only of negative that goes on in our lives, sometimes we need to find that silver lining, that blessing, that good thing that can be found no matter what the circumstances we're going through. This helps us to guard our minds and our hearts against negativity and complaining. 
Paul's letter reminds us to protect ourselves from this way of thinking and to guard our minds against negativity and complaining instead of dwelling or worrying about the bad. Instead, we should focus on the good. And with Thanksgiving under our belts and Christmas just around the corner, we know that there are those things that can make us stray from focusing on positivity and praiseworthiness. And at times, we might find ourselves thinking negatively, complaining about what is going wrong instead of what is going right. We all need to be reminded that we need to practice gratitude in every circumstance. You know, it's, it's easy to do when things are going great. It's easy to have that positive attitude that, that, and to practice your gratitude. But even when things are not going the way we think they should or the way we want them to, we need to practice gratitude. In the final part of this scripture, the last 10 verses, or 11 verses actually, tell us how to live by embracing God's blessings. And the first of these ways of embracing these blessings is finding contentment in every situation. Verse 10 is, is the perfect lead into verses 11 and 12. In verse 10, Paul tells the church of Philippi that he is grateful for them and their concern for him. Paul then tells them that whether he is in need or has enough, he has learned the secret of being content in every situation. That secret is that God provides the strength for Paul to do all things, to face all situations that he may find himself in. And I can stand here and tell you that that goes for us too. I know what it feels like to have nothing, and I know what it feels like to have plenty, sometimes even in abundance. I know what it, is, what it is like to be in a position of wondering where the money will come in to pay a bill. But I also know what it feels like to have so much weighing on my mind, breaking my heart, and giving me stress beyond measure. But then I remember verse 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. That doesn't mean that God gives us superhuman strength. We're not Superman or Wonder Woman. But he does give us the courage and that strength to face each new situation. In verse 19, Paul writes, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches in his glory 
in Christ Jesus. Paul has recognized the source of all his blessings. We don't have to look long and hard to know where our blessings come from. Because like Paul, our blessings come from God. In the final Sunday school lesson video that we had last week from Rick Warren's The Habits of Happiness, Rick told us to make this verse personal and for each of us to say, God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Maybe that's something we all should remember to do. Once we realize this and we recognize God as the source of our blessings, we are able to share our blessings with others, becoming generous. In verses 14 through 18, Paul thanks the church for always being there to help him when he was in need and sharing in his troubles, even when he was not with them. The Philippian church showed their gratitude to Paul by sharing their blessings with him. When, he, when we recognize God as the source of our blessings, we can be even more generous and share our blessings with others. God is always generous to us, and we need to share that generosity with others. In verse 17, Paul writes, Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. In other words, through those gifts you give generously, you are building up your treasures in heaven, adding more to your account. Rick Warren, in that video I previously mentioned, said that we can be generous in one of two ways. We can be generous by reason or by revelation. He explained that being generous by reason is giving out of our abundance, giving what we can or what we are comfortable with giving. Anyone can give out of reason. When we hear of a specific need, I know all of you here usually come together and you give what you can or what you are comfortable with giving to help that problem, that need in that moment. But being generous by revelation means we stop and we pray and we ask God this question. God, how do you want to give through me. Got that? How does God want to give through you? In this way, by asking this question of God and praying about it, you show your faith in God to provide you with the means to give what he wants you to give. Maybe not what's comfortable, but what he wants you to give. Now, this may be an amount that is much more than what you were thinking. But if you truly trust in God, 
to provide for every need. You will be able to share more generously with and through your faith. The important thing is that we are generous with a little and we are generous with a lot. By faith in Jesus, we can look at Philippians 4 as the perfect explanation of being thankful, grateful, and blessed. So take these words to heart and grow in that thankfulness. Show your gratefulness and know that you have been blessed beyond measure. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for being more generous than we could ever be, for the abundance of blessings in our lives, for reminding us that we have so much to be thankful for and that you have showered us with blessing upon blessing for which we should be so grateful and for which we should show our gratitude through generosity by revelation. Help us, Lord, to be more thankful, especially while going through an illness, trial, or other situation that may seem like too much for us to handle. And remind us that we can do anything. We can face anything because you give us the courage. You give us the strength through our faith and our trust in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love and your sacrifice for which we are most thankful, grateful, and through which we are most blessed. Amen. Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you are blessed and that you are a blessing. Go in peace.